Potheads, and welcome to The League, exploring the League of Legends lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. And my name is Mark. And today, <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> the rise of the Sentinels event. Not a champion today. Many, many champions. Is this what it was officially called, the rise of the Sentinels event, by the way? I think so, yeah. Okay, so it um, technically launched July 8th, 2021, although uh, they, they'd been laying the groundwork for many years. Years. Yeah. Not that you'd be able to tell by looking at the event. <laughs> How dare you? It was perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all, I mean, we all really liked it. I think I could speak for all of us. <laughs> Episode done. Now. If you're someone who liked the event, stop listening now. <laughs> now, I will say too, as we mentioned in the intro, in case you're new to this, uh, we are going oh, yeah. through the champions A to Z, which means there are lots of champions we have not made it through yet. Yeah. And in a lot of those cases, that means we just have not read their lore yet. So there are going to yeah. be certain champions that either were part of this event or should have been part of this event that we might not have a whole lot of context into. We read into it a little bit, but mm-hmm. just be aware, there's probably more wrong with the event then we're even going to go over. <laughs> yeah, I learned yeah. that even just watching um, Dinka Kay's rant, because she had, I mean, she's read all of it. She's read every fucking lore ever that existed. I liked the, her spreadsheet. Existed. Yes, she has a whole, <laughs> John loves a nice spreadsheet, so that was a that was an exciting moment. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, part of the fun of this podcast is us learning the lore. I think me in particular, I think the two of you know a little bit more than I do. So I don't even know like just how much this event didn't follow its own lore and its own stories and its own canon but even with that like even with the small knowledge i had i still knew that this was fucked up (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's it's a bit scuffed yeah a bit yeah a bit (laughs) (laughs) so what do we want to start with god there's so Um, many there's so many different retellings of this i know know. where do we want (laughs) to well before we bitch i don't want to this is no shade on like the individual writers by the way i I think i can say that for all of us this is definitely the fault of like the higher ups who like was like yeah ship it as is all of this i feel like the individual writers probably didn't have a lot of say in what was happening and also probably didn't have all of the info either they were just kind of given like some basic instructions and told to go with it and didn't really have any either say is my guess yeah sure. this this was a this was a marketing event yeah because they was... had some great writers here but yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know it um i would i would pay actual money to be a fly on the wall <laughs> and like all the various the various like rcas and postmortems that i'm sure have have happened and are going to happen <sighs> about this thing just to you know to know what what is like what internally has riot identified as the problem and just Mm -hmm. i would love to to know more about that not that not that i ever will but (laughs) i don't know maybe there will be a reddit post one day but (laughs) maybe uh yeah i don't i don't really know the best order that we should go in there were some comics there i thought maybe chronologically because there's a because we can talk about some of the stuff in that was how i organized it in my brain i'll say it was like there's pre-release stuff and things that are setting the tone and the groundwork like you said and then there's the the actual event, and we can kind of go through those if that makes sense okay. to you. Um, yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so what was the the pre release stuff really? I feel like it, from my memories, this was probably the the best stuff. Was it, the stuff that yeah <laughs> yeah, and that's why it was so disappointing yeah, when the event so happened. Hyped. Yeah, because yeah. it was some good shit. So in my mind, it, stuff is like I guess something that you guys kind of mentioned at the very start is that the Ruin King as like 
a character has existed in league lore for a while right and that's yeah. an important thing just like i'm noting it now because we're going to revisit that later is that he's <laughs> he's an established character even if we didn't know his name or what he looked like we knew there was the king and we knew that he had pre- pre-existing relationships there are characters who are allies there are characters who are enemies right we just saw that with hecarim hecarim has had direct like he was whispering in his ear mm-hmm. you know there, there. That's an important thing to understand about. Like, even before we talk about the event, it's just the context for especially people who are interested in the lore. Is that yeah, the Ruined King it used to be the biggest deal. Remember when the Twisted Tree line got revamped to do Shadow Isles? It was like you got these tidbits about what had happened, and that was you know the King idea got introduced and all this jazz. But uh, yeah, I I definitely think the the reveal of Viego is was so unique for riot because riot is constantly dropping these little things in the lore and you're like are we ever going to know what this is and to actually find out who the ruined king was and his whole story and then to have a full-on conflict with him that was a massive deal and it was really so exciting yeah to see who the ruined king was and And those abs (laughs) sure i think everyone loved him And his pasty little simp body. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it is It is funny that you talk about that because I put together a little timeline just so I could, like, again, this was Ooh, me trying to understand okay. how do I even approach this this big of a fuck up, right? And that's like the very first thing on the timeline is the Rune King trailer and everyone sees Viego and it's like, oh my God, that's the Rune King and we're going to go we're gonna go play and, and deal with him. It's like, holy shit. And, they, and then you know, like, that's, that's at the end of October, right? Start of January next year, the um, you get a story for Senna called Redeemed. The thing to know about that is that how it introduces the idea of a soul kind of being in her. Now, this this was 2019 then, yeah? Was uh, this 2019, the Senna story? No, uh, no, no, no. So this is 2021 is when this redeemed one came oh, out. Oh, okay. Yeah, this Ruin was King that trailer okay. was October 30th, 2020. So Okay. So they have that. Then they probably do, I, I don't remember what the, the you know holiday thing was for 2020, but they probably did that. And then next year, we start getting stuff that's like, this is what the big event is going to be, right? Redeemed. Ruination Cinematic comes out on the 8th of January, right? She, this the Viego story, and then Viego gets released. And then there's a massive, like, four-month gap before Gwyn comes out. And it's like six months until we get any follow-up on anything else. And that's like, to me, like, the, the first big thing that was like, here's a problem. is like, you have all this <laughs> momentum building up. And then it just stumbles out the gate. And I remember feeling mm. it, like, as we were doing episodes, like, are we ever going to get like the other shoe to drop on all this crap that you introduced in January, right? Yeah. We were so sure at the beginning of the year that like, oh, obviously, or like as soon as Action came out, we we're like, oh, we're, you know, we're probably going to have to go back here, but he's going to have lore, right? Like he's going to have all sorts of <laughs> stories, like he's so pivotal to this event. And we had to skip a few weeks for him to even get a short story. He finally yeah. has one now, yeah. but like <laughs> So maybe we'll do his episode soon, but yeah, maybe it's, but yeah, it's like a weird false start. You've got a really high energy. I think like we mm-hmm. had all said, all the stuff at the start, the thing with all the stuff at the start and the reason I think it, it works is because at least at the time it worked is because it had no, there was no constraints. It was like an open, open palette. This event can be anything. And that ruination cinematic sets a lot of tones, right? It sets like, this is going to be a big story. There's going to be a big scale. It's going to, it's the stakes are very high. Right, we see what's happening. <laughs> Lasting right. effects on Lasting Runeterra. Effects. It's, it sets a, a serious tone, right? It says mm. this is a serious thing that you should treat seriously because it's a th- and it, it it and it also it, it sets a lot of questions, 
right? It's, it's a lot of like, what's going to happen? Who's going to get ruined? What happens if you have been ruined? Like if yes. they didn't fight off all of these various questions and we're all prepped and ready and they, they kind of amp it up and we're, we're riding up that roller coaster. And then for some reason we spent like six months just to ride. Well, for some reason <laughs> who can guess why, but still it, it, it's a big fucking problem, right? With the initial delivery of the whole thing in my mind. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I think you can go even further back um, for them laying groundwork for this because I think some of the hype even started with like Senna, like her um, release or her, her teaser, I guess, which is one of my favorite videos actually that Riot's mm-hmm. done, even though it's so short. But there was so much buildup and that was an exciting event because that was like lucian his whole deal is i want to free my wife or bring her peace and he accomplished that in a video and that that's like kind of a big deal and i was actually i rewatched it after i went through all this fucking bullshit so i'm like <laughs> let me get back to some of the early stuff and when it felt good and exciting still and there were a lot of people in the comments like is anyone here after the disappointment <laughs> of, the, of the rise of the sentinels event just kind of like looking back on the glory days when you thought oh my god, some massive shit is going to happen. And that was a long time ago, but I think even people were like, yeah, this is going to be a big deal. Like, whatever Senna just came out of this lantern for, this is going to be really important. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair to, I guess, to the cinematics in particular, the cinematics are the things I have, like, the least amount of issues yeah, with same. in sure. this whole thing. I have questions for sure, but they're all questions that I think probably arose from, like, narrative inconsistencies that happened later i like i'm almost positive that you know those were not things that this the cinematics team was presented with to deal with they were just inconsistencies Mm -hmm. that were created afterwards too many cooks in the kitchen which we've already said in previous episodes but that's definitely something that happened here i agree i think the cinematics told the story in the best way because basically what we're going to talk about is the same story told three different times (laughs) completely inconsistent and it doesn't really make... I, I can't believe... I was reading this and I'm like, why am I reading this story for the third fucking time right now, Riot? And how does it end differently And how does time? it end differently every time? But the cinematics, like, I feel like the characters had the most personality. It kind of maybe made the most sense. And I'm... Like, I'm a writer. I'm an avid reader. And this is like... This isn't me saying I think this is the best best method of storytelling. I just think they happen to be the best ones. Because other than that, nobody had a fucking personality. I love Senna so much... Who, who even is she in these this stupid comic we had to read and the this other the in-game what are they virtual novel is that what they call it yeah oh visual, yeah. visual yeah. novel visual, yeah. she had zero personality in it i don't know yeah all right I, so do we want to start from okay yeah I guess, sorry uh we, we mentioned chronologically uh i've got in in terms of my own notes ruination is probably the first thing i have chronologically do you have anything do you have any short stories before that that you wanted to go over mark uh so the only one that I found um, was released on the 6th, like two days before Ruination. It's called Redeemed. It's a Senna story. And how it impacts the event is it, it establishes more the idea that she's got a soul in her and she's aware of it. And she's kind of aware of the threat of Diego and what that is. Which I guess is, is necessary so that we don't have to have whole like, massive exposition scenes of her fake, like learning what all that is. She just kind of knows because a soul is talking to her. right? That's, that's the only yeah. thing I get from that, really. Yeah, we kind of get that she had formed a relationship with her in yeah. the lantern. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they were besties in their lantern or whatever. <laughs> their lantern ladies. 
Ah, oh, where's that story, Riot? That would have been way more interesting. Redeemed is almost kind of like that. You might like it when we get to Senna. Or now oh, if you yeah. want to go read it, but... <laughs> but that's or all. Or in a year when we get to Senna. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So then we've got the Ruination trailer. Um, now, before this, obviously, there was kind of like a teaser trailer, but nothing really happened in it, so we'll skip that. There was... Black Mist over Demacia. But then we get <laughs> no, 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 the that, Ruination trailer. No, no, no. The the Am I wrong? I thought the Fate of Demacia video was way later. It's because I it have it way later. on my timeline. Yeah. Yes, yes, June yes. 19th. Okay. Yeah, no, my bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I forgot which one Ruination was. So to go over, I guess, the plot of Ruination, in case you're coming here having not followed any of the plot of the event, which, you know, if you're coming here later... A lot of that stuff isn't available anymore, so mm, you may yeah. very well, this is the first time you're hearing of it, but uh, Ruination, this trailer's basically Luce, um, Lucian and Senna on their way to Mudtown, and all of a sudden, way ahead of schedule, the Black Mist comes, they go in, Viego's there, he's trying to pull the, you know, like we just talked about, the, the soul of Isolde out of Senna, and he does... And he's gonna, looks like he's gonna kill Senna too. Lucian rescues her. Meanwhile, various parts of the world, we also get black mist pouring out of various things. You see it in Noxus, you see it in Demacia, you see it in Ionia. So this is kind of impacting all over the world simultaneously here. So it's a, it's a pretty big deal. Uh, and then the end of the thing, at the end of the cinematic, Viego has successfully absconded with the soul bits <laughs> and Lucian and Senna are trying to decide how they're going to defeat him and they need help. We get a mysterious symbol that we wish we we now <sighs> wish we didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah. Now I have a few questions about the cinematic. Okay. Sure. Uh so one and this this was something that was I guess introduced Later, like the cinematic does not make this at all clear unless I just completely missed it. But the read that I got from Viego pulling the soul out of Senna was that like he succeeded. Yeah. He got the soul out of Senna. But it's established later in the story that he got most of the soul out. Yeah, but there's so a little dumb. bit left. It was like they, they they fucked that up completely. They they had decided in the moment of that cinematic that they were going to have Viego take that piece of the soul out of Senna, and then they decided to backtrack on it later. I hadn't seen this re- this cinematic since it was released, and then I'm watching it, and Senna literally says, we have to go back for her, meaning he's <laughs> old. And Lucian says no, and I'm like, wait. In everything else after this, Isolde is still inside of Senna. Yeah. Fucking. Is that... It would have been so much more interesting, too, if he didn't get her. Or he did get her. Sure. Do you think that is just to help facilitate the idea of, of Senna, I don't want to say recklessly, but very determinately trying to go and get Viego? I don't know. Do you, like, Do you think that was... Because it, it seems that we agree that the idea that they had made a decision and then they changed it. I'm trying to guess as to like what's the the main reason for that that services the plot right Mm. the only thing i can think of is that they really wanted to establish the power of akshan's gun yes like (laughs) so the i mean the end of the way this all ends is with akshan's gun and i thought it was actually kind of interesting um but yeah it wouldn't have worked if it was especially if it was just gwen yeah yeah cares about gwen (laughs) 
that seems right. That that's that 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 lines up the way as they you're describing it. They hadn't it. figured out Akshan yet by the cinematic, and then they're like, "Hang on, we need to make his gun the hero at the end because he's our newest <laughs> champion, and we want people to buy him." So, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna pretend that Viego didn't get that piece of his wife out of Senna. It's like I'm also pretty <laughs> bummed that they set up Darius, Samira, <sighs> and Poppy to really be like integral to this event because. Honestly, like maybe not Darius, like whatever, he's been part of a lot of things, but like yeah. having Samira and Poppy, Poppy teased as like a big part of this event, I was like, fuck yeah, Samira, cool as hell, Poppy, finally, get my girl out there. Yeah. And then they just, and that's the last you hear of them, is this cinematic? <laughs> it's it, yeah. it's strange. It it makes me wonder, it, it, you know what, I would also pay money to have seen those those meetings that where this was all getting planned out and figured <laughs> out, because... You know what's what makes it even weirder is the fact that we still like immediately following this the ruins well not immediately later in the month the ruined skins come out right and who's ruined mm. still people from those same regions karma gets ruined again we learn through the skins somehow. first and foremost somehow off Why not? screen off screen she, even though we she <laughs> defeats the ruination and then gets ruined so insulting <laughs> honestly I thought that was really fucking insulting yeah um, I mean Draven's ruined why not why not have it be Draven and Darius instead of Draven and Samira, right? And then likewise, yeah. Put Shivana in there in the Demacia segment. Drop Poppy or keep her because I love her. But and then that leaves us. Even, doesn't that leave us even more excited? Like, holy shit! We just saw Draven and Shivana and Karma, and they're all ruined. What does that mean? Right? What's going to happen? Yes. And then this. Yes. And then we're not stuck in this weird limbo because I remember we were doing the Draven episode, and we got to that skin, and it's like, I guess he's ruined now, but. I don't know. It, the skin says it is, and they say it's canon, so I guess that's what happened. Right? And what sucks, Mark, now is that the entire event happened and is over, and we still don't have much more to say about Draven being ruined or what it means yeah, or that's a really uh, fucking how problem. it lends to the story. Don't worry. I've got some skin lore for him. <laughs> oh, great. It's a, this sucks, because uh, th- this ruination, I felt like this cinematic really made it feel like all of Runeterra was being affected and everyone needed to come together to figure this out. And that was gone completely by the time the event actually happened. I I wasn't feeling that way anymore. Yeah, I did not feel the... I never in the event itself felt the scope of the threat that this exactly. cinematic had. Because you knew exactly where they were going because they released these skins and Riot dead refused to move away from the skins that they created even though none of them made fucking any sense whatsoever or at least most of them did won't complain about vain i'm sure a lot but she's the <laughs> least i don't understand why they made her a sentinel it makes absolutely no sense she's but popular man <laughs> come on we all know that's why there's a re- okay yeah like, there, oh this, fast, this was a marketing event there's a, there's a reason that so many of these champions are wild rift champions right that's an absolute oh. fucking reason. Is is I keep where, forgetting about Wild Rift. Yeah, you know that's a. I think Wild Rift. It's something I forgot about too. And then someone pointed, not someone, but as I was reading through reactions and shit to these things we don't like, it's a really good thing to point out that part of the reason the comic and the cinematics are different is because all the champions that get excised and don't show up are not Wild Rift champions. Yeah, and yeah. That's why comic is Wild Rift canon. Exactly. It's yeah. <sighs> John, uh, that like blew my mind. So the cinematics are the real canon in League of Legends lore. The comics are the Wild Rift canon because Wild Rift has its own lore now, apparently, which is the dumbest fucking shit I've ever heard. And there were two versions of the visual novel, one through oh, Wild Rift and God. one through the main client. I bet and the main client one 
is main it's it's main canon except for the dialogue yeah like the interna- interactions between all the characters that you're supposed to be able to influence that's not canon you know that's the thing useless that you spend all your the fucking whole time reading <laughs> yes. that is such a big that, that oh, that's like such might a be the worst you, thing about it? this whole fucking uh, event uh, i don't know i've got the other thing that i think might be the worst but that's pretty ooh, fucking bad okay uh, I'm excited to hear what you think is the worst sure. thing about the event, Mark, right. when I get to it. <laughs> All right, yeah, I've got we'll my see. one last note about this cinematic, too. Okay. So it ends with, essentially, Poppy and Vane finding the sentinel symbol on the ground, mm. which they didn't randomly stumble across a sentinel, the sentinel symbol on the ground. It seems like they went to where this sentinel symbol was. Mm. And my main question is, how the fuck? Yeah. <sighs> That's another like, sentinel. Thing, yeah. Like Vane was not a sent. Like Vane does eventually get inducted into the Sentinels, but if her costume is to be believed, she's not Sentinel yet. She's not yeah. Sentinel Vane. She's just regular old Vane. How the hmm. hell does she know where this Sentinel headquarters is? Ugh. Yeah, it's. I mean that. I, that's like the least of my cons- complaints about this because <laughs> you could easily. That's something that can be fixed with like a single line of, of quality dialogue, right? Where Vane's like, I've heard through my contacts, or even Poppy yeah. is right. Like I've been. You know, I, the Sentinels are full of heroes because she's always looking for the hero of Damascus, right? So, you know, maybe she's an old Yordle, right? They're super magic beings. She should can know about that that shit. I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. so that's those were all my ruination uh, specific notes. Okay. Uh, what did we have next in the timeline? I've got. The last thing I have is before dawn. Anything in between ruination and before dawn that we oh, have to... so fucking <laughs> no. Um, oh, all right, all <laughs> right. To be no, fair, a lot of what's on my timeline is things like skin releases, champion releases. Just so I could try and help understand the context of like no, I forgot what things I'm, were I'm, like four months ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that you put this all together because it all kind of blended together, and I didn't remember what came first. I forgot that the ruined skins were released so early on, actually. Yeah. I kind of did too and then like I said I remembered we talked about in the Draven episode and I remember feeling very weird this might have been one of the first red flags where it was like hmm that's weird <laughs> the skins are just dropping massive events like like Karma's skin is a really good example of where the skin lore is it's like hey that's a really world changing thing that's happening that you just told me through a skin with no support <laughs> through any other means before the events before even the event, it's like hmm that's a little odd um, other, yeah. sh- other shit is like Viego gets released Gwyn gets released again like I talked about big six month gap uh, Viego when he got released had a color story that essentially helped, just again helps establish what's going to happen in the event he's out looking for pieces of his soul the fetters and he's wrecking the place in the process it's really the only thing to know um, <laughs> there's a Kalissa story that got released so we're, 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 we're from January Gwyn got dropped in April so now we're in mid June 16th Kalissa gets a story and that has a single paragraph that just happens to mention that, oh, this is a harrowing that's way worse than the other harrowings. You know, <laughs> whatever, right? It's it's mostly Callista, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Um, but then on the 19th, we get that Demacia, the Fate of Demacia teaser, right? Where they're like, hey, we didn't forget. It's still happening. It's still happening, everyone. <laughs> Important thing to note, I didn't complain a lot at the time. I will now. Like all the art in that thing, pre-existing art assets, right? Very easy video to put together, right? 
I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Just an important note, I guess. I, if it had led to something much bigger, I'd be fine with it, but it didn't. Remember how excited we were? We were like, is this going to be the fall of Demacia? Remember how optimistic we were that we thought that was going to be such a permanent, lasting effect that happened? Because I think that's what Demacia needs, and I think we all agree to that, that Demacia needs to crumble to in reset. order to be stronger. And, and no. They're fine. But where is everyone in Demacia when this happens? <laughs> I'm so mad at this Demacia no, bullshit. <laughs> I think this is the one region I'm the, the most pissed about because it's the one region I know the most about because we've talked so much about it with Garen and everything. I'm, I'm watching all this shit with Demacia and I'm like, why is it Vane and Shivana? They're not even supposed to fucking be in Demacia. Where's Garen? Where is Jarvan? He's the king. Where's the king? It's a really, it's an excellent question. It's one of the biggest right? issues. Isn't that a good ass question? Where's the king of Demacia king? when... <laughs> it's, it's really interesting because when we went over the, the Silas Lux comic, mm. we were like, where the fuck is Shivana? And now oh, that yeah, Shivana's yeah. here, it's like, where the fuck is Jarvis? <laughs> yeah, they're like not allowed to be near each other? Yeah, I, right. Oh, my God. Oh, man. It's like playing like telephone tag. It's like, oh, no, uh, okay, no, I'll call you back now. Oh, His man. ex came into town, and he's like, oh, I can't be here. So then he missed the whole go ruination. I the boys, and then Garen just throwing it up. <laughs> he was having to drink with Garen because his ex was in town. That's what happened. Uh, All right, ripped, man. Oh, man. God. Uh, so at that point, at <sighs> that point, the, the train is out of the station, right? At that point, you mm-hmm. can see from the content releases the spoiler of Havenfall. A week later, that's fine. We 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 established that the <laughs> ruination's coming and what's happening. It's pretty brutal depiction of it. Again, setting a tone. There's yeah. a tone, right? That's being set for what the ruination is and what this event is. It's dark. This is a big it's deal, serious. everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then on the sixth, we get the story so far featuring voiceover from Akshan. So it's like. This should have, oh. in my mind, been a little bit also of a red flag, where it's like, <laughs> this is like, you're teasing a new character who we don't know, and you're using this really old character with a lot of pre-existing relationships. It's a, it's a little, I don't play Among Us, but it is a little sus that Akshan's <laughs> giving the <laughs> the VO, that he's the one narrating. It's interesting. You know what? I didn't think about this, Mark, and I, I was just saying I thought it was kind of interesting about Akshan's gun and that being the end of Viego or whatever, and it kind of was. But why the fuck did they just throw Akshan into this big event at the end? It should have just focused on the champions they'd already focused on, right? I, I mean, we all know I why. imagine, like... <laughs> I know, god damn it. I think he could have worked. If you had had him be around yeah. really early on, and he yes. had spent a lot of time, you know, assuming that the, the visual novel, you know, works. Like, if that part works, and it's just whoever you put in there is going to come out looking good, then yeah, throw him in really early on. Have him be the guy mm-hmm. instead of the rookie. Have him be the one who's at the Sentinel base. Oh my god, right? Or, or if because uh, Riot re- works on champions for a really long time before they're released, right? So I think they probably had the mechanic of of Akshan and him going. So why not just like hint about his gun really early on? Because that's the thing, right? Like you hear of a mysterious weapon that can bring people back from the dead if you get revenge. That's super fascinating, and to to drop that in really really early and then have that be the catalyst for Viego's downfall would have been cool. It would have been cool. You know what else it would have done? Yeah. It would have helped make so much of what happened. We're getting into visual novel shit that I want to complain about. but I know, my God. Like That's the big problem with the Absolver is that it makes you realize that like three quarters of what's happened in the visual novel doesn't fucking matter. Nothing has been gained. Yes. Nothing's mm-hmm. happened. And you just, the moment you just like kind of hear about it and see it, you just know, okay, so that's, 
that's how we're going to solve this problem. So why mm-hmm. are we even bothering with any of this other shit? It's true. Anyway. But yeah, I think after that, we're into before dawn. The next day. So Akshan, So we got the story so far. The next day, Akshan teaser. And then the next day, before dawn. Right? Mm-hmm. This was a big one. So this is the... um. Shavana is in is now ruined in Damasia cinematic. Yes. Yeah. This was a I like this one a lot. Um Yeah, it was cool. Mostly. Uh, <laughs> they're like the I think we were talking about the despoiler of Havenfall and how we never really got to see what ruinations are like for like normal people in cinematic form. And I think this obviously lacked a lot of the brutality of something of Havenfall, but we do get to see at least normal soldiers in this one trying yeah. to fight wraiths completely ineffectively. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was nice to see. Uh, basically, the storyline of this is uh, ruination is happening over Demacia. Garen and Jarvin are out having a drink. All the MVPs are gone. <laughs> but Vane's here. <laughs> Vane's here. Uh, Shivana attacks. Vane and Shivana fight. Vane's getting rocked, so Lucian and Senna show up. The three of them team up, defeat Shivana, and then they induct Vane into the Sentinels to, you know, help end the mm-hmm. ruination. That's, you know, yeah. high level. It looks cooler than I described it. But. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty neat. Um, if I didn't know... At the time, I knew less about Vane, so I knew she didn't like magic or monsters, so I kind of accepted like her joining the Sentinels pretty quickly, but knowing a little bit more about her now, because Dinka K talked a lot about Vane, and, and I, I think Necrit also, in the video I watched, talked about how Vane straight up just murdered her mentor like instantly after yeah. finding out that she did magic, so I cannot stress enough how frustrating it is that Vane is in this fucking is in the sentinels whatsoever it doesn't make any sense at all but anyway now i will say to that point i think it is my read of it at least i mean she doesn't like magic for sure but my read of it at least in the mentor was not necessarily that she killed her mentor for doing magic but her mentor was kind of like a shapeshifter and she killed her mentor for being a monster okay i think she has a bigger problem with monsters than she does with magic yeah that's that is something that i saw that's a that is a take that i saw a few times that I I I'm, I agree with you, John. Where it's it's not so much magic, although I'm sure there's there is some overlap there. But yes, it's more about exactly monstrous things or things. Someone, something even just gotcha. looking yeah. like a monster. Yeah. Almost she's Demacian, so like she doesn't like magic, yeah. but like yeah, that deep hatred is more of monsters. <laughs> yeah, and I th- and and you could t- I think you could get it to a point where she could work in this, but you would have to have so much changed about the story that I mean, you're talking about an entirely different thing at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we'll talk about this more when we're I, I inevitably at the end talk about how this could have been better. Mm. But um, having more individual stories about the characters they wanted to put in this, I definitely think would have been one way to help. More like um, the Bilgewater event, which is another thing I kind of want to talk about in comparison to this one. Because this is, like, I think, one of the first big lore events since the Bilgewater event, which I feel like was way more successful because it made a lot more fucking sense. <laughs> Um, but they really focus on like individual characters and what their involvement is, was and their developments. And, and I think something like that could have been better. Instead of telling the same story three times, maybe give me a story about Vane herself and her being conflicted about joining these magical folks and using a magical weapon. Yeah. yeah. I think, <sighs> I mean, 
obviously we've mentioned it's a marketing event. We know that yeah. that's what a lot of this was. Probably one of my favorite things about the Bilgewater event. I think there was one skin, and it was out of necessity because they needed to give uh, GP a fake arm. It also mm. was, and that tied into the actual story. We didn't get like a whole line of like, oh, pre-post. When did they cutthroat? Like, because I know they have the the cutthroat Graves and TF skins, but I thought those came out kind of at the end. Like, after all the story had dropped, it was then like, and here's the skins, right? To, at the end of it all. Here's your little reward for suffering through gangplank being dead. I don't know. Is that right? Or am I wrong? I don't remember exactly what the timeline on that one was. Mm. I know we didn't get a Lowey, even despite her being a part of the story. Like mm. it was mm. it was like a lore event for the sake of lore, yeah, which felt for, like, real the pure. Passion of lore. It also was around the time of Gangplank's rework, right? it like lined up with yeah. his rework, which was very cool. Like that was a very unique way to insert a rework. And probably made a lot of people buy the champion too. So despite it not being disappointed <laughs> <laughs> I mean after after finding out he was still alive. <laughs> Uh, so I'll I'll say a few things, a few notes about this one. Mm-hmm. I really liked the line close to the beginning that Senna has when <laughs> Lucian pops out and sees like full dragon Shivana, and he's like, "Oh man, that's big." And Senna's just like, "All right, we'll shoot it twice." <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> have the shit, Lucian. They get have in there. <laughs> um, a lot more chemistry in the cinematics than they do in any of the other things. Um, they don't seem like a cute couple in like the comic. Or I the know they, visual novel. <laughs> Man, when those two are on screen, it's like you have a couple that they're interacting and they seem nice, but you can just tell that when they get home, it's just a massive fight's about to fucking happen. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh man, I'm gonna go hang out with fucking Ringo. Excuse me. Right. I know. They even address, but they're like, cute in the cinematics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. We like read the synopses and like watched a lot of the things, but they even mentioned like. Gwen at the end of the event is like, "Are you guys like? Are you breaking up?" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> right? I saw that. Like, oh my god! Man, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with I. You know, when I was rewatching this, I was thinking of what you said about oh, it's nice to see this this you know helmet bro. He actually gets it knocked off. He upgrades to a beard a beard bro, right? <laughs> And then he gets, and then he gets blown away. So it's is a is a that was violent enough for me. I don't need you know, especially in the cinematics where they've got to be a little more PG. Mm. I'm fine with a guy getting just kind of cindered, kind of off screen. That's fine. Yeah, right. yeah. Another thing I liked too was you know when when they kind of defeat Dragon Shivana and Shivana converts back into just normal person Shivana. Um, Vane goes to just shoot her mm-hmm. obviously because that's what she's gonna do and Senna's like no no no, no. she's she's fine now and Vane's like no she's not fine she's a monster <laughs> and Senna's like no Viego's the real monster and I like that like innocence that like oh she she, she, just she assumes the best of Vane yeah. she assumes like oh Vane you know it's it's cool but no Vane just want would have murdered her ruination regardless <laughs> yeah this could have been an interesting time to develop Vane as a character too, because I think she's just so the worst. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but having like a, a like I said, like a conflict here where she's really trying to work through her own shit, she could have actually had some character development in this event. Absolutely, but that would have been a lasting thing, and they clearly didn't give a shit about that. That's a real fucking shame because I didn't think about that too much. I I knew there was problems with her doing a lot of the things she does, but. 
it's when you start talking about like, oh, if you just make these what seem like pretty straightforward changes, all of a sudden you can just see it being so much better. It really starts to yeah. It really starts to fucking hurt. <laughs> You know what I mean? I know. I know. I'm I'm fine mm. with it being a marketing thing. You want to sell skins, I get it. And you're like, okay, we want to ruin Draven skin because people like Draven and that'll look cool. Fine. But give me a story explaining why he's ruined and how Darius is affected by this. You know, if you want to tie it to the lore, then tie it to the fucking lore. If you don't want to tie it to the lore, then don't tie it to the Just lore. Leave him out. But but do one of them. Don't half ass it, you fucking piece of sh- sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's entirely right. Like <laughs> God, you know how you fix all of those ruin skins? Is you just put a little like half a sentence at the start? It's like in a universe where Draven, blah blah yes, blah, right? Yes, like yeah. the arcade skins like or something. They do for- Every like other every skin. other skin, every other skin, because yeah. otherwise it just doesn't. I'm still mad about Sentinel Graves. That's another one that doesn't make sense. A Sentinel Graves story would be delicious. Tell me why he's a Sentinel. Give me a story about it. Tell me how he feels about Twisted Fate. Tell not being me, a Sentinel. Uh, yes, is he ruined? Is he okay? Are they friends still? <laughs> Give me something. Graves is clearly still interested. <laughs> he's digging Akshan's shirtless body. Oh, like, true, he was. There's still those feelings <laughs> there. I know. I guess. Well, you know, that's the problem. He's got those wandering fucking eyes right <laughs> tf couldn't be around it he was like you're looking at Akshan too much you're hurting my feelings oh, he's always like that he'll be fine <laughs> all right now we might be to the part where following timeline isn't possible because we're gonna get now yeah. simultaneous yeah, timelines told in divergent right. ways do we want to so start, start the... visual novel or comic probably comic i think we're gonna have a lot more to say about the visual novel yeah. <laughs> All right, so the the comic was six issues. Um, I I want to say I I really like the Riot comics. I think they're phenomenally done. They're really beautiful. This felt very unfinished. Did yes. It? I yeah. I don't feel like I can critique art and art styles and stuff like that, but it didn't feel polished. There's a weird mosh of like there were like points in it where it looked seriously drawn, and there mm-hmm. were points where it was kind of like almost chibi drawn yes. yeah weird and yes. sometimes a little too cartoony mm-hmm. sometimes it didn't really follow a, a style and it just didn't feel like a, a a completed comic like it felt like it was supposed to have more passes maybe maybe i don't know um the first issue though is just a very long speech about love that kind of happens throughout all of these um and we see viego and lucian each losing uh their wives and their drive to do something about it and that's kind of the first one now, I did not like this parallel because mm-hmm. it's a weird parallel to try and draw between like two people's loves. Um, and I think it's very telling that they have like a montage of a bunch of scenes that are supposed to demonstrate the love of these two couples. It's very telling that the montages of Senna and Lucian seem to span years of their marriage. And every single clip that they had of Isolde and Viego was on their wedding day. Yeah, they had mm. like, like a day together. <laughs> they had like <laughs> those were all their happy memories were in that one day. It was like, a really good I wedding. Do not, it was a really good. <laughs> wedding. They got you two to come play, man. It was intense. Uh, that, okay. That's your mark of a good wedding, Mark. <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to think of somebody who you could reasonably book for a wedding. I don't you know what makes know. a good wedding? Motherfucking U2 shows up. How, how impressed would you be? You go to some fucking wedding. U2 is there. I guess that's true. I don't even that's like U2, but either. I'd be very impressed. <laughs> but I think there's a, yeah, there's a very clear line here between 
like the love that they were showing between Sen and Lucian and like the infatuation between mm. Viego and Isol, or no. maybe even just on Viego's part. Um, Real quick. Also, they have... Oh, in yeah, your mind, ahead. if they had shown more similar scenes for Isol and, v- and Viego, would that have been fu- would, like would that have worked for you? Is it just that do you feel like they they didn't properly establish that, or do you think that if that's how they're going to depict it, then it's a bad like comparison to draw? I think it would have worked better for me. I don't think it still would have. It wouldn't necessarily have been perfect for me because I think they they still try to make like a big. Uh, what would you do or what wouldn't you do and mm. there were clearly lines that Lucian was not willing to cross like the whole time mm. he was trying to revive Senna we haven't taking, gotten there quite yet but yeah yeah <laughs> but he was like taking breaks to help people and like mm. rescue people that's true um so like the it, it was it, it seems like the comic was trying to be like this could happen to anyone I didn't get that oh I yes. I got I got that you're showing two men who lost their wives and they handled it very differently. I think they were really trying to show that uh, Viego and Lucian, while they were mourning and grieving and wanted revenge in some way, were also very different people. I didn't. Well, I wasn't getting the vibe that this could happen to anyone. They were like, look at how Viego handled this and then look at how Lucian handled this. I feel like a lot of the subtext happened off comic. Like, um, the yeah. the fact that they were handling things more differently. Like, a lot of the murdering of Viego, that didn't... A lot of that was in the short stories that we read and shit. I, I, like, I guess, a lot of it wasn't in the comic, and a lot of the Lucian helping people wasn't in the comic. Yeah, I didn't, was, I, I didn't see either of those. I, but, but what they were showing is Viego... And this is later comics. We haven't even summarized this yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> Viego... Uh, was ignoring advice people were giving him and treating people like shit. This is what they actually did show in the comics. He d- disgraced the Blessed Isles to save his wife, and then Lucian got to a point where he's like, I just want her to find peace. He wasn't trying to resurrect her. So, I don't know. I think what they were showing in the comics worked fine. Like, I, I didn't need the murder slash helping people. Like, it- I think they were showing a parallel of these two people handled this tragedy in different ways. Mm. I, think, I will say I was unhappy with how it was shown. Oh, okay. I think That's the fine. big issue is that Riot seems almost unclear on how they want to depict this comparison they're drawing. It's certainly an element yeah. that is present throughout, but I mean, and, and it's another issue with the fact that there's just different things happening in these different pieces of, of these different pieces of media. It's because I think sometimes they get mixed mess they get mixed messages or or contrary messages about what it is what it is that they're trying to say about the na- the the parallels between these two characters right and the, the, I, I I would have to look at the comic again to give you like any sort of like this is what I think it's trying to say it's certainly drawing the comparison but what it wants to say about it in general is very muddled and I think that's a big issue right in gen- I mean beyond even just the comic but I don't know yeah, yeah. and I think so there, there was actually just one panel in this comic too that I wanted to oh, sure. pull up real quick because it confuse the shit out of me (laughs) and i think it was was more maybe it was just how it was drawn there was like a confusing bit about like the physicality of the panel where i was very unclear as there was a lot that was very unclear in this comic by the way um it did rely on you having like a past knowledge of of these characters and everything i think so what's this one okay so this is the panel where isold Oh, yes. Now, she has just yelled, Viego, move. Mm -hmm. Now, 
since you can't see this, although if you want to go to Universe, the comic's there. <laughs> there's a long table. Viego is sitting at the head of the table. Isolde is off to the side of the table. <laughs> now, Diego, his chair is, you know, completely flipped as if he's gotten up very quickly when Isolde warned him to get out of the way. And you also see a dagger flying, not at Viego at all. <laughs> it's flying directly at Isolde. So Isolde saw the thing coming enough to warn him, and Viego had enough time to stand up and push his chair out of the way. Um, but this death shot for Viego is still just aimed right at Isolde. Yeah, and has it plenty of time him. to hit her. Mm-hmm. I was confused by this one too, because it, but right before this, they show that Senna got sucked into the lantern, saving Lucian. So then they were trying to imply that Isolde took a poison dagger for Viego, which is what we thought. Yeah, like I thought, but she it's not like what it's pushed looking. him out yeah, of the way or thought. something. But she's just she's sitting, just sitting at her having seat. she's <laughs> having like breakfast right now. <laughs> Man, she's like sitting up. with her with her fucking champagne having brunch i'm trying yeah, to remember so i don't know if that was like a miscommunication i don't know or like i think it's I'm supposed just- i think it's supposed to be that he moved out of the way and the dagger was supposed to hit him but it's just not drawn well yeah that's yeah, i'm looking at it now because i remembered the panel i didn't remember the, <laughs> the geometry and yeah it you're right it doesn't work <laughs> oh oops Oops. All right. But going back to the other comics, I won't uh, summarize the second issue because we already kind of talked about it. Um, Although I have a, I have notes about... I have at least one note about each of these. Okay. Go so what, what do you want? The second issue is just... Um, this is where we see Viego take Isol to the Blessed Isles and creating a, the Black Mist. This was very confusing in the comics, by the way. And if I didn't know that's what happened, I would not have known that's what happened. I would have been like, mm-hmm. what the fuck just happened in this comic book? Yeah, there was there was a quote here, and all right. So the quote is: I don't like any of the narration in these. By the way, <laughs> it's all this like pretentious sh- bullshit about love, and I didn't like any of them. Yeah. What is a kingdom without its king? And what is a king without his queen? Without her, I am lost. Without me, Camivore is lost. What cost could be too high to protect that? How could any who stand against such a noble pursuit be <laughs> anyone but an enemy? Camivorans do not suffer enemies. <laughs> It's like, it, this This bothered me too, because it, I mean, it's realistic, I guess, but it's like the exact same rhetoric that like politicians use <laughs> all the time, which is just like, it's false dichotomy after false dichotomy. Like, I either revive my dead wife or my kingdom goes without a queen for out the rest of time. Either I am king or Camivore falls. Either people let me do whatever I want or those people are enemies. <laughs> they're just like giving two options as if they are the only options. And they're like, no, none of this is true. Like... <laughs> Well, I mean, Viego's supposed to be a piece of shit, so... I think yeah. I think the issue, though, is that... Uh, this is, once again, I feel like Riot is not 100% on the same page as how they want to depict Viego, even. Because there are some places where I find him de- to be depicted as like, okay, ignoring the, the poor writing, I, at least you're trying... There is... He's got a very clear, like, he does genuinely care for her, and his, whole, his goal yeah. is to do these things out of that care. But this is very much, oh... I need to make sure that I'm king, and if I don't have my my queen, I can't be king. Which is very either one could 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 work if that's how you want to write the character, but it just feels so so random. I never know. I'm reaching into a grab bag. And I never know which Viego motivation yes. I'm going to get. Right. Mm-hmm. A piece of writing advice I got in film school is: your characters need to be consistent or consistently inconsistent. And Viego is just inconsistent, and it, it, it because they just they don't have him worked out. He's such a 
bad villain. Like, they didn't... He could be a good villain, but they did such a terrible job using him. And when your antagonist isn't good, then your story isn't good. And Mm -hmm. that was a huge problem here. I mean, there's obviously a lot of problems, but Viego just made no fucking sense whatsoever all the time. He was different in every adaptation that there was. Wildly inconsistent power levels. Yes, the power levels. I never made any sense to me whatsoever. Yeah, Anyway, issue three. (laughs) (laughs) The beginning of this issue is basically just like Senna's release cinematic where we see her come out of Thresh's lantern. Uh, She tells Lucian about Viego here in the upcoming war. And then afterwards, that's basically just the Demacia cinematic where Lucian and Senna are fighting the mist and help uh, and Vane comes to help. She attacks Senna in this, though, which she didn't in the cinematic. She attacks Senna and then um, but then realizes she has to team up uh, since her weapon can't harm the mist my last note on this was vane is truly the worst i really didn't like her in this comic she's even worse in the comic she is worse first of all don't try to shoot my girl all right right? (laughs) especially because like without a lot of established things like so it's just like vane is a good monster hunter maybe even a great monster hunter Mm -hmm. but i don't think she has like a sixth sense for darkness inside of souls Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So Senna's eyes kind of glow green, but the bitch could just be wearing some contacts, Vane. Take a breath. Like she just immediately starts trying to kill her. You don't know shit, Vane. Yeah. Something having Senna do something to I don't know what she could do, because it's that's I don't even know what Senna can do in the context of like in game abilities versus canon shit. But yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Uh and then having her immediately change her mind. Oh, immediately. Like, nah, immediately. It, it, oh, God. Most, I didn't know whether this was supposed to be like a redemption arc, but it was the most unearned bullshit I've ever seen. <laughs> we don't have time to waste, man. We got six issues yes. to tell this story. <laughs> man, that's They're all it is. They're all very short. Yeah. All right. Issue number four. Uh, there are more Sentinels of Light now. Riven and Aurelia are there, but Lucian still doesn't feel ready to fight Viego. We get a flashback of how Riven and Aurelia joined. It's basically all the shit that you did in the game client. There's a moment where Riven... Oh, okay. So there's a moment... We're in Noxia, and Riven says that Noxian guards are only armored in oh the my front. God, I wrote this down. Okay. While I appreciate the idea behind that, that is so very stupid. Yeah. Okay. No- okay. Yeah. Th- her idea is like Noxians never turn away from a battle, so their asses aren't protected. Fuck you. No. Like they're not dumb. That's not how battles work. That's not how battles work. People might be behind you. Noxians would absolutely have armor they're on their back. They're three hundred and sixty degree affairs. And even if you look at Mister Never Run Away Darius, his whole fucking back is armored. Yeah, yeah. they're all I armored. Hate, hated this. You know, hated this line. You know, in Ugh. that Garen novella we read, they make a point of talking about like, oh, Noxian fortifications are designed to be able to like, you know, 180 degrees, 360, whatever. And I don't know geometry. 360 degrees back in front, <laughs> they can be defended from any way possible. Right? Their city is designed that way. Nox like is supposed to be that like if you're trying to invade a Noxian city from any angle everywhere they can present, you know, threat, right? What a what a wild thing to have to it, say. Oh my god, especially after shit. downing a guard who was wearing a fucking helmet on the back of his head. <laughs> yeah, it's not like he had a fucking like Phantom of the Opera mask on. Like what the hell great. is this shit? It's like perfectly just the front <laughs> half of the armor. <laughs> I would almost He's just like naked for the back half, <laughs> right? If that, I would almost be okay with it if that's really what they looked like. As if like it's it's like a Noxian way to like punish you if you try to turn your back on Ooh, an enemy and run away. Yeah. 
that would be interesting, but that's not what happened at all. Okay, so more in this comic. They get to Aurelia. There's clearly some lore tension between Aurelia and Riven that I kind of understand. I think they believe that Riven killed someone, but Yasuo did? Is that really what it is? Uh, Why do I know this? Well, I never even was, read any of their lore. She was part of a pretty big invasion. Okay. She was, what was she called? The Butcher of the... The Butcher of the Bay. Something or other, Butcher of the Bay. She was part yes. of the big battle where Singed ended up killing fucking everyone. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. Okay, so I'm glad that they didn't ignore the lore for the sake of the skins, but it also, like, it feels so forced having Aurelia being like, ah, oh, you're the Butcher, I'll never forget. But yeah, sure, I'll join you. Let's go fight together. Yeah, like, I was instantly. way more upset at how quickly she forgave. Yes. And, like, the comic, it happens much quicker. The... The visual novel had happened slower. I didn't get to that But it point. was almost like Riven expected it to happen quicker. Like, yeah. she was almost getting offended that Aurelia hadn't forgiven her yet. Like, no, nah, you did actually kill a bunch of her people. Like, maybe cool it a little bit. This is another instance yeah. where they could have expanded on this idea with a story centered around them. Okay, now imagine a world. I know we're not done summarizing it, but imagine a world where instead of this, we had six little one-shot comics that were just each <gasps> of like, they, they cut down the number of Sentinels and have it just be about each of them, right? Yeah. Or like a pair. Already better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Already so much better. Continue. <laughs> okay, so issue number five is when we learn that a piece of Isolde is inside of Senna and Viego's trying to collect all of uh, the Horcruxes. <laughs> um, we, also <laughs> we also learned that Thresh is the one who brought Viego back. Okay, so with the Sentinels, Lucian steals and ready and heard of a lost Sentinel in Shirima. So he goes and meets Akshan, who's too busy about to get revenge for his teacher, uh, Shadia, 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 uh, who died a week earlier. Very new. Uh, if he kills her with, uh, if he kills her killer with his weapon, she'll come back. Uh, basically, Akshan leaves Lucian to die because Viego appears. Lucian dies here, and then Akshan brings him back by killing part of the mist i guess i guess the mist killed lucian this is so unclear and so I, stupid i think it's the they were like specific there were specific rates that killed him okay yeah. killed the race. sure fine they just need to establish the gun and then action joys the sentinels but, and that was issue five but they don't uh, need to establish the gun because it doesn't do anything in the end of the comic <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you're right nor Fuck. do the sold shards i should also say yeah so uh, also <laughs> A special quote in this comic, Viego gets very upset at Thresh when mm. Thresh refers to Isolde as if she were some sort of property. So I really hope that there's no point in the story coming up where Viego says something hypocritical. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all intentional. It's very inten- He's a very layered, <laughs> intentionally written character. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Issue number six. <laughs> I like my first sentence for this summary. It was, Senna's mad because Lucian left without leaving a note, and that's fair and valid. Go, queen. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the Sentinels all take an oath with candles that are apparently fueled with fucking gasoline or something. <laughs> Why are they so gigantic? Yeah, right? <laughs> There's, fucking, I love it. Like the it's, last... so, it's, a, it's a stupid thing to nitpick about, but I don't care. I'm going to bitch about everything that doesn't make sense in this comic. No, it's great, because like the last panel is is action and he looks genuinely worried like is this a fire hazard <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're holding a candle and it's a fucking blowtorch coming out of it like calm down it's probably you know it's a visual thing whatever 
Anyway, this makes absolutely nothing. The whole oath was so stupid. Anyway, they fight Viego, and when I guess it's not looking so great because Viego is busted everywhere, including the comic as well as the game, Senna asks Isolde for help, and this is when Isolde is like, all right, I guess now's a good time to help everybody. Totally unclear why Isolde couldn't just come out all the time. It, it doesn't make any sense. It's literally just Senna's like, please, Isolde, please, I'm about to die. And she's like, okay. And like, oh, God, it's so stupid. Anyway, she's like, Viego, I'm going to send you where you can't hurt anyone. And he goes, Camivore? So where the fuck is he? I can't tell in the comic. I have no, I know where he is because I've seen the cinematic, but in the comic... It, may, it it's so unclear where he is and how they defeat him. Yeah. Anyway, but Lucian and Senna are all happy and can do whatever the fuck they want now. Uh, meanwhile, Thresh is like, I'm the captain now, and <laughs> takes his new lantern and his new abs, and he goes on his way. Yeah. I like the very last yeah. panel in that issue where he's like, the real villain was me, and then there's like, the whole panel is <laughs> just him going, <laughs> what it was he's like they were distracted but it was me the whole time but like the worst thing too is like they weren't distracted they blasted you with the same shit that they blasted viego with (laughs) how the hell are you still here just hiding behind the throne room like a goddamn scooby-doo villain (laughs) are they gone (laughs) he comes out and starts monologuing and show back up (laughs) <laughs> oh shit shit yeah right who's he monologuing Left. to us <laughs> oh my god game forgot her glasses oh wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> yeah this uh there's a lot here uh so not all right oh my god john you're <laughs> i had a lot of notes about this your bit. thoughts for the last issue are longer than my entire summary and thoughts oh, for the man. last issue uh, john's ready to pop off go ahead hun uh, i'm just you know just a few things okay uh, no, yeah so one when he gets blown to camivore through magic and shit um i had to man i feel like i really had to examine that comic to figure out why he would be stuck there as opposed to just being teleported there and being able to walk right the fuck back to the shadow isles like i had to go through it a few times before i was like oh okay i see there's some like vague light things i guess that are tying him to the throne it was very unclear yeah yeah he's tethered Uh, in some way yeah uh also i know gwen's not part of wild rift but it was still just very jarring to not see her here since yeah. her whole existence is based on having a part of Isolde inside of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you. <laughs> one of these notes you, you already mentioned, Mark, like, why do you recruit Akshan? Absolutely useless in this story. Yeah. Frankly, that's, I would say even here where they've reduced the number of Sentinels significantly, they still don't really serve a, 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 a meaningful no. function, right? No, the other ones don't do shit. Fucking Riven and Aurelia are there. They don't do anything. Yeah. Literally, Isolde is just like, okay, I'm going to take care of him now. Could she do that the whole fucking time? I don't understand. That's a really good question. It's a really good question, (laughs) right? I, 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 yeah. Also, another Thresh question. I mean, he's human here because he's human in Wild Rift. No one had any questions as to why Thresh is now randomly fucking human just chilling next to Viego? No one... No, no one was like, "Hey, the what is that?" Thresh, we <laughs> <He> fought. <laughs> Who's that guy? Look. <laughs> no, that's also a good uh, point. You know, there's a really across all of the things like this in the visual novel, especially. There's a really big issue with um, 
don't want to say like the lack of object permanence, but like people having like really bad peripheral vision where just things happen and they just oh don't God, see yeah. it because the you know obviously because the plot needs it to them to not see it right yeah uh this is a little one it's something interesting that necrit noticed that i i felt mm. worth bringing up uh there's weird inconsistencies between the thrones in all of these scenes oh. so if you look at the thrones uh on the big showdown in the shadow isles He's sitting on the throne that used to be in Camivore, according to the art in his short story, where he's like sitting on the throne and there's a portrait of himself and he's sold right next to it. Like that, that used to be in Camivore, but now it's in Shadow Isles. When he gets teleported to Camivore, he's on a different throne entirely. Um, and then at the very last comic where Thresh is doing his little hand wringing and looking at the party walking away, um, all of a sudden that throne that Viego was on in Camivore is now in the Shadow Isles <laughs> and that's the throne that's in the room instead. Yeah, that's a that's like that's like fucking up just that's like a boom mic showing up, right? It's like that's just <laughs> a fundamental fuck up. And that Starbucks cup but they come from true. <laughs> you know, uh, I, 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 you know this is like endemic of the whole fucking thing and that there's obviously just no air traffic controller who just was looking at this and like mm-hmm. that's not right. These two things need to be changed. All right. They needed like two or three people just in charge of the entire story of all of it and they would foresee they would oversee the comics the cinematics <laughs> the in-game stuff all of it like just have a few people yep. fully in charge of a it. nice quality owner yeah. <laughs> right mm-hmm. now the last thing i had on this was in the various other tellings of this story where isold does die it's kind of implied although again very unclearly that when isold dies it kind of revives viego um, because he sold as the one who killed <laughs> Viego. Um, and in like the cinematic and things, uh, you actually see the hole in his chest um, seal up, which is where the dark mist was pouring out of. Um, that doesn't happen in this comic, which means that the hole is still there, which means that in theory, he should still have control of the black mm, mist. I like, didn't think about that. Yeah, I didn't think about that either, but that's a good point. Because I knew that was a big kind of thing that... Because again, I've been I've been reading reactions and perspectives on this, and that was a big thing that's come up is like, so like, did he get revived? Because my read was that he hadn't, but the hole in the chest is a really good point that mm. in other media he seems to have been affected in some way by the absolver, right? But in this, like, yeah, the absolver doesn't do shit, it doesn't it, it, you yeah. know, it doesn't do nothing. So who knows, right? Those are all my notes for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, uh, so I have a note not for this issue, but one of the previous ones. Um, yeah, they change history where instead of Callista going out and finding the Blessed Isles and, ha- and having her whole thing be that, oh, she tried to be honest with him and got in prison for it. Now, Viego just found it himself. He just he cracked open a book. Him and Lux sharing books. <laughs> found all the secrets. <laughs> I was so mad about this. And I'm glad we had just did the Hecarim episode yeah. because I wouldn't have realized. And Hecarim's not in this either. Um, mm-hmm. And he was such a, a critical part of, of the ruination and, and the whole Black Mist being created. And uh, the oh, God, yeah. it's so frustrating. Yeah. I want to share a piece of retconned lore with y'all. Ooh, yes. Hit me, hit me with it. Now, is this about Hecram? This is about Hecram. I know we already talked about Hecram. This is a piece of lore we didn't cover with Hecram. And it's a piece that was retconned, I think, probably shortly before this event. 
Let me just read a, a little snippet here. <clears throat> it's from his old lore, but not his oldest lore. <laughs> mm. Um, and honestly, probably I feel like gave a better reason for the ruination than we ended up with. But oh. but anyway. But when the queen returned to life, this is after she was put in the water. Mm -hmm. But when the queen returned to life, she was a horror of decayed meat and maggot-ridden flesh who begged to be allowed to die once more. Repulsed at what he had done to his beloved wife, the king enacted a spell to end their lives and bind them together for all eternity. His conjuration was successful, but unwittingly empowered by the many potent magical artifacts stored on the island and its power was increased a hundredfold. A hurricane of black mist surrounded the king, spreading across the island and killing everything it touched. That is way That's cooler. That's really fucking cool. <laughs> it's like, a, a yeah. again, fucking metal, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maggot-ridden yeah. bride corpse. It's an awesome fucking metal <laughs> album name or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, especially because they had to, like, because they weren't going with that, they had to come up with like stupid reasons for why she wasn't maggot ridden. They're like, oh, there's a spell that just like yeah. preserves her and it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, it made no sense at all. <laughs> yeah, no, that that is so much more interesting. You know what else is, mm -hmm. is that it, this is something I felt back even when we were in Hecarim, the mechanics of what actually happened with their own nation were feeling a bit fuzzy and wonky. And this, that helps explain why. It's because they had come in they and put some white out. together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they put some white It's out held together with duct tape and spit, right? Yeah. <laughs> interesting. That's oh, interesting. Wow. So, did we want to jump into the finale cinematic? Ooh. Or, or the incline event? Or incline event and end with the finale cinematic. Gosh, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a it's a short thing. I guess we could do the cinematic first. If if at this point we're kind of considering it a, a separate line of storytelling, maybe mm. it's better to just do it now, and we can just mention it again when we after we do the VN. Sure. Sure. I would say this is probably the the best finale that they came up with. It's still very rushed, though. Mm. Um, I can hit this one. You guys have been doing all of them so far. Sure. Hell yeah. Hit well, you're you're going to have the incline event, aren't you? So, no, Oh, no, no that's, that's you, John. That's okay, John. never mind. <laughs> He's just been picking up all the other <laughs> shit. Uh, which, thanks, by the way. So, no, uh, Absolution, <laughs> right? Comes out on the third. I just, I'm going off dates because that's how all my shit's organized. But um, what happens in this one, right? So, so the, the Sentinels have gathered, at least some of them have gathered up, and they're facing down Diego, <laughs> and it seems like they've kind of laid a trap where uh, they're going to, uh, pretend to kind of let Senna start offering up her Isolde shard and they all jump him. Um, but you know, he fights back. Pantheon shows up to menace everybody for a little bit and Diego drags off. Diego does a sweet backstab and kills Gwen or is kind of stabs her to the mort mortally. She is uh, assumedly dying, right? Mm -hmm. Also drags off Senna, drags them through his little portal that he makes. That Diego makes the portal, right? <laughs> Important distinction. Important distinction. Between the client. And drags them to what I assume is Camelot. It, it reads Shurima because of the, how it looks. We don't get a lot of it, but I think it's supposed to be Camelot. Is that? Yeah, I assumed it was, yeah. but. Um, yeah, that was, that was what I got. He he puts together his soul. His soul comes back. Her, her ghost kind of comes back, but and she has a little monologue. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is not her saying this thing these things out loud this is because she's not speaking to Viego they don't have any actual interaction mm. or dialogue it's just a narrative that's kind of playing for the audience does that match y'all's read on that scene hmm it's written I as if she's talking initially, to him but now 
Now that you're saying it, it makes sense. Yeah. I wish she would have been saying it out loud. It's because it was like... Really kicking while he's down, She you know? started it before she came back. That's so, true. I mean, it makes sense. It's, yeah. it's a little weird, right? It's, it's A lot of it is very similar to what's said in the VN, the, the visual novel. And um, mm-hmm. that in that one, they're actually interacting, right? But they ha- they're not doing it. That was that. the shower speech. That was what she wanted to say to Viego. <laughs> she was like, God she damn it, I had all this good stuff I meant to say. Yeah. She planted in the lantern and then forgot. Um, oh, fuck. Uh, but yeah, so so it seems like all hope might be lost, and then action kind of shows up just out of nowhere. I We didn't see him going through the portal, but he's there, and he's got the Absolver, and he shoots the sold, and I guess because of the way the Absolver works, that revives or somewhat revives Viego, like we were saying, but it also brings back Gwen and Senna, who had seemingly been dying. And then they they they, they, mm-hmm. they team up and they they lock away Viego, and everyone reunites outside on the other side of the portal, back in the Shadow Isles. And that's about it, <laughs> right? Did yeah. I miss anything major? Yeah, I have some notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have a, you have a, this is a, almost a full page. <laughs> well, this is this is the uh, okay. So, <laughs> comic Viego, call my queen a prize again, and I will flay your soul. Cinematic Viego, she belongs to me. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, God, I wish I could get the timestamp for this. My favorite part of the cinematic is when they're all teaming up on Viego and. It starts with Graves, like, blowing him away from Senna with that smoke grenade. And then Lucian shoots his legs out from under him, and he falls onto the ground. And then Vane pins one of his hands onto the ground, the one that he's holding his sword in. And then Gwen starts binding his limbs. And then Sean swings around and shoots two shots, and it kind of barely hits his shoulder. And you see him go, like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember this. I'm hoping. I have to rewatch that. <laughs> it was... <laughs> Funniest yeah. fucking thing, <laughs> and, and he seems so proud of it after. <laughs> so that's why they release some hot fixes to buff action. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Oh, uh, I did not like Viego's weird face caress on Senna before he pulled her in through the portal. Um, I felt like that was unnecessary. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 it, yeah. I agree. It's it's weird. It doesn't like read at any point through the. The interactions in the visual novel, I would say, right? Like they're they're just kind of enemies, or he just kind of is just sees her as like a means to an end, right? Like that's that's really all it is. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, like that's something a villain does when like I don't know, he's like I don't know, there's some sort of like sexual thing there, or like trying to instill like power over her, but like no nah, man, you're like you're the he's old part of her, you know. <laughs> I don't you know. know. I feel like he's never had that. Every other scene we've had of them together, he's literally just walking up and choke slamming her. Like, That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> dope and dope if he dropped like a stone cold stunner on her. <laughs> no, you know what would have worked there is if he had like touched her shoulder and you saw like a little glo- like the little shard blue glow in her or something. Something to help that make it clear. Good. Like he can't caress there because yeah. it's like in her chest. But. You know, or like have him even touch her cheek and there's like a blue, something to help establish that that's what's happening, right? Yeah. That's what he's reaching for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would have No, worked. it's just, again, Viego being really inconsistent and yeah. not making any sense. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, I was so happy that I spent hours recruiting all those characters for 
None of them to show up. None of them to fucking be here. You know what's all to abandon me? Fucked up about this, by the way, is again going going back to timelines. Like this came out after the event. Like once you had finished the event, it was like, oh, see the dramatic conclusion. You know, and you even got a little teaser of the the cinematic in the client, and then you show up, and like you said, it's like, the fuck is everybody? What's happening? Yeah, and like to be fair, I did see some concept art for this, and there were supposed to be more characters in this, but there was never going to be all of them for mm-hmm. sure. Like, I think the only additions were that Karma and Misfortune were I'm also sure. supposed to be here, right? I'm fucking um, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, this this again made more sense in the in client because, like you mentioned, in in client. Uh, the portal is not opened by Viego. It's opened by Vex and then closes immediately. Why in the hell did Viego leave the portal open? Why, he was why busy, did he do man. that? He was distracted. <laughs> He's got a lot of shit going on. It's like leaving your keys in your front door. We've all done it once. But this one fucked up and killed him. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, absolutely. It, it, uh, a running theme, right, is like just contrivance or just things happening with no... I don't know. There's not like like action doesn't do anything cool. Like what if the portal was closing and he did some really cool shit to get past Pantheon or something. Unless I completely have removed that part from my brain, he just kind of like he kind of heads off, and the next thing we know, he's there and he solves the problem, right? Yeah, he's been yeah. creeping around and, <laughs> and like just there. <laughs> to to be fair, like if we were to use his in-game mechanics, like cool, that makes sense. His in-game mechanic of being able to stealth is never once established, like no <laughs> anywhere. Use his grappling things. hook thing; that would have been cooler. Yeah, but, like, he's got a lot of shit he uh, can I do, also, man. It's hard to yeah, fucking get does. it all in. <laughs> I also have a few logistical questions. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why Killing Isolde revives Senna and Gwen. Me neither. I understand that her soul being pulled out of them is what killed them, but she didn't do that shit. Viego did that shit. Like, Viego is the one who killed them, and they didn't kill Viego, so they should still be dead. It's, you know, it it highlights a really big problem with the Absolver, which is that the mechanics are really fucking unclear, right? If you get stabbed by a thousand different people, like, is it just whenever you happen to have died, right? Like, number 697, well, that's a lot of stab wounds. (laughs) Number seven, I don't know. Probably like the fourth one, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, that begs the question, too, like... Viego is clearly not dead at the end. They bind him. They wouldn't have needed to bind him if he was just dead. How'd all those fucking ruined champions... Those ruined champions were ruined by being stabbed through the heart. All of those ruined champions have stab wounds through their heart. And then when Isolde dies, they all come back to life and they're unruined and fine. Did... So I remember Misfortune getting stabbed. This is getting individual novel shit, but did Karma get stabbed and did... I don't know if we ever saw it. I thought she just ruined out. And kind of the same with Shivana. Shivana just like, <laughs> you know, again, ruins out, right? But he doesn't show up. Yeah, we don't... I don't think we see the stab, but they all have... So like that, like the triangle mark that Viego has is like his stab wound from the sword. And it's the same one that like Misfortune gets. And like they have the stab wound. Yeah, but like... But that's the thing, right? Like Pantheon, I remember getting stabbed. And see, that's the thing is Misfortune and Pantheon also were ones who did actually get stabbed, right? My question is more like, does Karma have it? Does, uh, you know, whatever... It's the the point being that you, I mean I'm you're not, still right right that like yeah they all got stabbed what why aren't they like what's going on 
what Riot should have done was killed them all and remove them from the game yeah. client for a little bit. <laughs> uh, also, I mean, even if you are considering that, like, yeah, he sold, he sold. We're gonna blame he sold for killing <laughs> Senna when the sold. But like, Gwen did. Gwen also just got fucking stabbed yeah. by this massive sword. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. This is again my my death by thousand cut thing. Where even though she has a massive gaping stab wound, it was the soul getting pulled out that technically she happened to have died after that. Oh no. Also, I'm not sure why when the wound closed up on Diego's chest, why all of that black mist just poured into Senna. I didn't quite catch what. Oh, I have no that idea. That was signifying. This might. Uh, this might be some lore thing that I'm not familiar with because I know part of her passive, and we even see her do it in um, one of the other cinematics. Maybe even this one is it? Doesn't she absorb like a little bit of a? No, she does that in the ruination cinematic. She kind the of ruination just, one, yeah, yeah, absorbs one. So I assume it's some interaction with that, maybe. Hmm. But I don't mm. know. Mm. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Um. And. <laughs> This, this may have just been a consistency issue, but I'm pretty sure right before the portal closed, Viego got his stab wound back randomly oh, in that really? like, one shot. I need to go <laughs> oh. look again. It was like, he was tiny, so it was hard to tell, but there was like a very conspicuous like shadow in the middle of his chest where his <sighs> stab wound was that had just been completely cleared up. Just commit. Yeah. I w- uh, All... Oh. I was just gonna say, I I get the heavy sense that some of this, or at least a good chunk of this, is like this is not what they had wanted to put together. Like you're talking about the concept art, <laughs> yeah. had different ideas. This is probably just pieces of things they had that there's like we can get something together that's this, right? So maybe that's just part of it. Yeah. And like again, this is just tied to power levels for Viego being unclear and specific powers of his being unclear. But like I had assumed that the source of his power was specifically the black mist like he can move super quick but only through the black mist um he seems to be like have all of these powers that are tied to the black mist um so when they seal his chest up and he doesn't have black mist anymore like is he just a dude I, you you know, why did they freeze him? Just do you need kill to him. bind him at that point? Yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> is he just a guy? <laughs> I kind of wish that that's I kind of wish <sighs> I kind of wish that was the actual ending, right? Is it they? And then they really clearly mm. said, "Yes, look, he's just a, a person again, right?" Um, and they like arrested him, arrest him, <laughs> bind him up, leave him in camovore. I don't know. There's a million things he could do, right? I find that to be a more interesting yeah. ending than him yeah. just still being some sort of weird wraith guy. Hmm. Are we? Are we at it? Are we at the visual novel? Yeah, the oh God! <laughs> Let it not be said that we do not <laughs> suffer for our art, man. <laughs> 